All right, welcome to the Shout Out Miami podcast. We hope it'll become a part of your daily routine because in just 15 minutes a day, you'll learn two life lessons, one for your personal life and one for your professional life from some of the brightest, most inspiring entrepreneurs, artists, and creatives in town. All right, welcome back to the pod. We are so glad you are tuning in to today's episode because we think you're really gonna love our conversation with the brilliant and inspiring private chef and culinary artist, Jamil Shakur. So food and culture are so intertwined. And so we think it's really interesting that he's a huge anime fan and has been studying Japanese language and culture for quite some time. And he cooks a lot of Asian food as well. And so Jamil, as you know, our podcast is all about giving our interviewees an uninterrupted platform to share their stories and their perspective and their lessons. First, your personal story and then stories that help illustrate lessons you've learned. So one personal lesson and one professional lesson. But first, let's start with your story. Tell us how you got to where you are today. And uh, don't leave out the interesting details. We want to hear all of it. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate this opportunity, you know, to be able to tell somebody my story, hopefully help someone that, that wants to do what I do or do what I've done over the last year, year and a half is, uh, you know, it's truly a blessing. Uh, so to jump straight into it, as you already said, my name is Jamil Shakur. I'm 28. I've been on this culinary path for the past 12 years since I was 16 in high school, taking culinary classes and participating in competitions. After high school, I came down to North Miami to go to Johnson and Wells to further study in the culinary arts. During my time there, I did an internship at the Ritz Carlton on South Beach for six months. During those six months, it was pretty, pretty rough, you know, um, Internships usually aren't paid, so I wasn't complaining on that end. But at the same time, we used to work a lot because they were understaffed. So, it was, you know, it was a lot of days we used to come in at six in the morning, wouldn't leave till midnight or eight o'clock and things like that. So we were definitely working really hard over there. Even uh, even though I worked at the Risk Carton, I really don't feel like that was the beginning of my career. I feel like my career didn't really start until after I finished school and got my first job working at the Fountain du- at the Fountain Blue in Miami Beach in their banquet department. <laughs> this is this is where I built the the foundation of who I am as a chef today because of the amount of money the banquet department brings in. It actually allowed us. You know, to do whatever we wanted with food. And that sparked a lot of creativity in me, seeing what what foods pair best with others and just learning basics about proteins, building sauces, time management, things like that. After my time in the banquet department, I transferred to one of the other restaurants they had, which was where I met one of my biggest mentors, one of the, you know, one of the greatest chefs I actually got the opportunity to work with and uh, Patrick Ox. <laughs> He took me under his wing, you know, and taught me a more intermediate and would soon to be, you know, expert level of culinary because he saw my passion and drive and he wanted me to use it to the best of my ability. You know, he felt that I was so reliable that every restaurant he went to, he just brought me with him. You know, after the Fountain Blue, we went to uh, this this place called Beachcraft by Tom Colicchio, which was I was there working under Patrick again. Uh, now I believe it's called Habitat though. Um, that place was a game changer for me, honestly, because it was amazing and nerve wracking at the same time, the level of professionalism and just the amount of talent that was in the kitchen. It felt like a competition between the cooks all the time. It was a lot of pressure in there, but I love that pressure. That's kind of like what molded me into what I am today. 
From there, I helped uh, Patrick open the, the Strand at the Caroline Wellness Resort. Um, it was there that I got my first sous chef position. And it was also the first time that I got to experience a French style of service, you know, where people actually have, it's an open kitchen and people actually get to see you plating food and things like that in the, in the past. That was my first time ever experiencing that. <clears throat> From there, I had a few jobs in the North Lauderdale area because that's where I live. So I tried to get something closer to home. But that's when I realized that the, cul- the culinary culture in Fort Lauderdale and Miami are completely different. Yes, they're both fun. But they, uh, they don't take it nearly as seriously in, as they do in Miami. So that was kind of like a turnoff for me, to be honest. Um, during my time working in Lauderdale, I opened a restaurant called Oceanic in Pompano Beach. And I was there until the COVID lockdown happened. It was actually there at Oceanic where I met my business partner and my fellow chef that I work with now, uh, Nick Sales. You know, we both had the same ideas as far as things we wanted to do with business wise. So once COVID happened, we decided to focus on that. And that's what you see today as a top tier workshop. All right. Awesome. I love it. So thank you so much for uh, opening up and sharing that story with us and really setting things up for us. And so now let's jump right into the heart of things. Um, Folks basically come to this podcast because we promised them that in just 15 minutes a day. They're going to learn two amazing lessons, one that's relevant to their professional life, one that's relevant to their personal life. So let's start with your professional life lesson. What is it and what's the backstory behind how you learned that lesson? The most important lesson that I've learned pretty early in my career, but specifically once I reached the management level and essentially running my own business, is that no matter what you do, you can never force or even inspire anyone to be as passionate as you. I feel like this applies to a lot of different aspects of life, but particularly in my field, you can always tell the difference between someone who has a hunger for knowledge, who wants to grow against someone who likes to cook or just there to pick up a check. That difference, even though it may be subtle, is what determines how far you go in a career, the quality of the product that you produce. And it's also what, you know, what uh, allowed me to make it where I am today at such a young age. From the beginning of my career working at Fountain Blue, I worked with plenty of people who started off at a higher level than me who had potential, but didn't have that hunger or that drive to do anything with their career, no matter what I would say to them. So that kept them in the same spot and I eventually surpassed them (laughs) when it didn't even take me that long to do it. And all honestly, because, you know, that's the difference between someone who's there, who likes to cook and then someone who actually has that drive for knowledge, who has that hunger to constantly grow. Um, It didn't really hit me until I became a sous chef, though, because having having to be hands on with like managing day to day activities, training people, you know, hiring people, talking to people in interviews, looking at resumes, things like that. You start to understand that no matter what level of potential you think they have, no, no matter, you know, what you try to teach them for them to make it to the next level, if they don't have it, they just don't have it. You know what I'm saying? If they if they don't have that drive to get there themselves, they won't make it. And that, that's how a lot of people turned out, you know the vast majority of people that I've come come in encountered with um, 
didn't have the drive, even though they they had some sort of potential of of gaining knowledge or trying to learn or things like that. They didn't have the drive to make it anywhere, so they just stayed where they were. So you know, once I understood that, I stopped trying to force it on people, and I just you know uh, let it go naturally. And then the people who truly wanted to learn, you know even though it was a few hand select amount of people that actually did, um, they just gravitated to me. And then the people that come to me, those are people that I teach and, you know, share my knowledge with, share my experiences with, you know, to get, to make sure that they get to that next level where they want to be, you know, looking based off of, uh, where I've been. All right. Well, thanks for sharing that wisdom with us. And, uh, maybe you can share some wisdom from your personal life. So what is a story that highlights an important or interesting lesson from your personal life? Two of the most important lessons that I learned throughout my life is um, attitude is extremely important and perseverance is key. Uh, First off, I think the reason that I said attitude is extremely important because uh, previously in my life, you know, I haven't spoken about, about this to anyone, but previously in my life, I've been moving between homeless shelters for, you know, like 11 years when I was growing up. And, um, you know, it's been uh, struggles like that. If you don't have a positive attitude going through situations like that, your your life can literally be flipped upside down. Like for people, people that go through similar situations that I've been through can be, you know, have been driven to like drugs and alcohol abuse and things like that. So if you don't have a positive attitude going through those situations, it can you can go real negative really fast. So, you know, that's why I feel like that's extremely important. And, you know, I've held on to that positive attitude throughout the years and it's actually led me to where I am today, you know? So even, even though in the past I may have been homeless or, you know, going, going through homeless shelters or, you know, experiencing a whole bunch of different things in my life. Currently I, I went from homeless and during my childhood to a homeowner at a very young age, you know, at, at 24, 25, and not, not many people can say that they've done things like that. So that's a accomplishment that I don't completely on to uh, having a positive attitude and holding on to a positive attitude throughout the years. Now, I, um, for the second part, I say uh, perseverance is key is because even in my personal life and in my professional life, you know, you're going to struggle. It's going to be a lot of times you're going to say, you know, you want to want to quit or you you don't want to go as hard, but you got to stick with it and you got to push through it because, you know, once you go through these experiences, it's only going to be better for you and it's only going to help you grow to become a better person, to become a better individual, become a better person in your career, you know, so I say perseverance is extremely important as well. You got to hold on to to everything that you want to accomplish. You got to have your goals in mind and you got to push through all the struggles that you have because you're going to struggle. That's going to happen no matter what. You're definitely going to struggle. So I, that would be the top two things that I that I hold, you know, the top two things, not that I hold, but the top two things that I live by, if so to say, you know, because if you don't have that positive attitude, and you don't you don't have perseverance to, to push through even the struggles or the negative times or anything like that. then that it's, it's going to get dark really fast and it's going to be um, a hard hill to climb after the fact. So, you know, that's definitely what I would say. 
All right. Well, thank you so much for being so open and sharing all of the wisdom and stories with us today. We really appreciate it. And uh, we, we can't wait to have you back on the pod soon. Um, before we go, what's the best way for our audience to connect with you, um, learn more, support you, etc.? Thank you so much for your time. It was definitely a great, great experience. You know, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to the next time I'm allowed to come back. Um, for all the followers, all the people listening right now, uh, check me out on Instagram, Chef Shakur underscore workshop. Shakur is spelled S-H-A-K-O-O-R. Um, on there, you're going to see a lot of content about the things we've done in the past, a lot of things that we actually do, all the quality ingredients and all the quality products that we produce that we put out all those things are going to be on there also uh we have events coming up so you know we always do events at least once a month you know to stay to stay ahead to, to look out for those just check us out on there we always we're always posting about what's on there what's coming up things we got going on things along those lines also if you have any inquiries about any sort of parties, dinners, or anything like that, email me, jshakor, again, S-H-A-K-O-O-R-1-3 at gmail.com. And thank you again for your time. Have a great day. All right, well, thank you. And thank you to everyone who tuned in today. We sincerely appreciate your time and we hope you'll subscribe, tell others about the podcast. And if you haven't already, please leave us a review. It means the world to us. Alrighty. See y'all again soon.